Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. All right, so this is a special podcast today. Not the normal time, not the normal place. Okay, it is the normal place. But, uh, you know, everybody knows right now, okay, you have to be living under a rock to not know about COVID-19, the uh, corona-type virus that is currently uh, running its way across the world and uh, infecting people left and right. And while that's not the topic of today's conversation, it's sparked some really interesting ideas in my mind, and I also want to use this uh, this opportunity to get some resources out there to just help people to cope with the situation and also to look closely at, okay, if you're doing this as a career or you're trying to do this as a career, um, look closely at your work, the kind of things you do, and just, you know, hopefully try to offer some practical tips to make it so that it's not um, such a burden or that the next time something like this happens that it doesn't become such a big issue because what we see right now, if, if you're not in the industry, I know a lot of people that listen to this aren't in the business. They're not in the music industry or the entertainment industry or the lighting industry. Um, some people have full-time jobs that are perfectly safe and they're going to be okay. But other people, like I saw go out um, a rumor this morning, I haven't seen anything official on it, but that one of the largest lighting companies or one of the larger lighting companies in the U.S. was going to lay off 100 people. Okay, so this is affecting people left and right. And in particular, in this business, um, being lighting, being music, being AV, whatever you want to call all these things, the entertainment industry, there are a lot of freelancers, okay? And that's kind of my first point, my first thought here is that, you know, in this business, there are so many people, including myself, who, you know, are single person businesses or freelancers or work for very small businesses that may only have a few employees. And when something like this goes on, where we've got this epidemic that's causing people to cancel large gatherings left and right, work dries up fast because, we see, okay, the concert touring industry is drying up. Shows are being canceled. Everybody's going home um, and not working. In the conference and AV industry, things are drying up. Even local bands playing shows. You might still play the show, but not many people are going to show up. And this is going to be a storm that, you know, if we read what the experts are saying, you know, as they're finding out and learning information about this, um, it's going to take a little while to get through it. I mean, this is a, a sickness that if you get it and, you know, sure, most people do survive it, right? It's, it's you know, yes, older people and folks and some folks get sick and they do, and they do die from it and it stinks. But for the most part, you know, it's it's like a, only a couple percent maximum that um, end up passing away from this. And that's no good. But if you do get it, it's a two-week thing until you're better, right? You know, it's it's almost flu-like in that. And so it it's going to be a while until, you know, a number of people get infected, people get better, and all that. So in the meantime, what are you supposed to do with yourself? I read a great post last night. We'll link to it in the show notes from the Touring Career Workshop. That's something here in Nashville run by a guy named Chris Lyle, who is a big-time uh, lighting designer. And it's a way that he and others just give back to young people, especially who are looking to get into the touring world, the music industry. And so, um, 
you know, as he wrote here, unfortunately, you know, um, a lot of the potential effects that people were thinking are going to come and, and impact our industry with events canceling, people running out of work, companies having to lay people off, it's real now and it's happening. So, right now, if you don't have work or you're in this industry and you don't have anything to do, what should you do? And he gives um, 16 things you could do, which is great, including just reduce, take a break. Stay in touch with people. Stay healthy, okay? Work out, eat well, um, and enjoy yourself. Learn something new. Um, budget. We'll talk about that later, okay, guys? Um, because, you know, right now is going to be, it's like this was a time of year where, at least in Nashville, it's very busy work-wise for people in the lighting and AV industry, okay? Very, very busy. And now... It's turning to be um, insanely slow. Like things are canceling left and right. Um, there's very few events actually still happening. And unfortunately, part of that too is that I've seen word that there's some labor providers, and, and this frustrates me to no end, that are trying to ask people to work for lower rates. And that's something that I don't think you should ever do um, just because of some special event. But at the same time, there's people who really need the money and they're going to take that work and, and it's a, a tough thing. But so budget is, is important. Um, you know, check in with elderly people, um, read, journal, reflect, brainstorm, chill out. Okay. Try to stay off of uh, the media. Try to stay away from looking at your retirement account if you have one, because the economy is, you know, has taken a dive, but it's probably something that it's going to rebound from. Um, and don't give up. You know, and this is this is a good point, and this is kind of my transition point. Um, I've got this that I'm going to link to in the show notes, and also a list of resources on Google Documents um, that is are just ways and information about COVID nineteen, and then information for freelancers, for people that work for themselves, and people in the arts. Just information on how to be more financially ready for something like this, and resources for people who are out of work, etc. And so that's really good. There's there's some really good stuff in here. Okay, even a temporary job opportunities, jobs that you can do online, even if you don't have a lot of experience. I mean, even if you can just work some and make some money, right? That's something. But, um, but what I wanted to highlight and kind of the bigger thought and the bigger issue behind this is, you know, how do you make a career in lighting and music, and how do you survive an economic shutdown? Okay, and so we talked about the economic shutdown part. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that I think helped me when I was younger and still helps me, you know, in a time like this where things are uncertain economically, um, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, pretty much all my income comes from folks paying for training here. You know, that's very little comes from other sources anymore. Um, I do some live trainings. Those have canceled all the ones coming up soon, you know, and things like that. Um, but a lot of my a lot of my income here, you know, comes from people paying me, and I am, you know, just like all of my friends who are doing shows, you know, for for their full time living, um, and the shows that I had canceled, you know, we're all facing. Hey, this could be a really lean time where money's going to be tight for a while, and having an emergency fund in place, I got to tell you guys, there's there's really nothing better. Okay, guys. Um, you know, a lot of the experts say three to six months of expenses, whatever your expenses are, you know, like rent, um, electric, utilities, food, etc. Whatever your base level expenses are, try to have three to six months saved up. 
you know, as a freelancer, I mean, gosh, three to six months, if you look at it, I mean, that's a lot of money, especially if you have a family like I do, right? You got kids, you got a wife, you support. Um, three to six months of expenses is a lot of money. And I'm not going to say I have that because we don't, but we've got a good amount, um, probably closer to the three month mark. And you know what? It's bailed us out a lot and it will again in the future. And it will, it will get us through this because one of the interesting things actually as a freelancer is that you don't really have the risk that somebody um, who has a full-time job has of losing all of your income. That's kind of unlikely that it would all dry up all of a sudden. Now, something like this, it may do that for you. But otherwise, the, the biggest danger for a freelancer is that you can have an extended period of time where you don't make much money, okay? And so how do you avoid that? And how do you make a good living in this business? Well, you know, one of the things, um, I, I forget where I heard this, but I heard somebody recently giving some advice that said, hey, say you want to do concert touring, you want to work with live bands and tour like, and do stuff like that. Like I've got a student actually, um, Troy, who, you know, wanted to get into lighting, was more on the music side. And as a Learn Stage Lighting Labs member, you know, got up to speed and started doing that kind of stuff. Um, and say you, so say you want to tour, you want to do live music touring, okay? You can chase just that, but you have to have the understanding as well that there are going to be times where you're not going to have gigs, right? And I think this goes well for anybody in the music business, okay? And so because I know I've got listeners far and wide, beginners with lighting, but also people who want to play music for a living, people who... Um, you know, do audiovisual who are audio people and, and all across the board, you know, I know there's a lot of people here who are kind of a freelance type person and I get it. I get it because I'm such a I'm such a freelancer too myself and I feel strongly about I, I love the life of a freelancer. Um but but there's gonna be times where things are lean and I think it's always good to have a backup plan. I know it's always good to have a backup plan. So like you know, I don't have as big of an emergency fund, like I've said, uh, as, you know, a lot of the financial gurus and experts say to have. But as somebody who works on contracts and who's been a freelancer for a long time, you, if you have backup plans on how to find work and how to do and how to make money, then that can really help, right? Because think about it this way, okay? So right now we've got this this um, epidemic sweeping the nation, right? Live events are canceling left and right. But guess what? You know, maybe there's companies doing installations out there. I don't know if this is the case or not in the permanent install field. And guess what? They can still go to work and they, they can still get their stuff done because their job doesn't rely on having a large group of people gather for it to happen. Um, one of the other things you can do is, you know, churches, a lot of churches are still meeting. A lot of people are still doing live streaming. And so think outside the box. If you're looking to make a career out of lighting or AV, think outside the box of, and try to find different ways, ask people uh, of kind of part-time and freelance positions that you could potentially occupy when you're not busy doing lighting or music or whatever it is in this business that you do. Okay. Because I had this thought when I was younger and I was trying to get into music touring and I was doing that kind of stuff. I was like, oh man, I don't want to take gigs that aren't music touring because I want to be, you know, a music touring guy. And truth be told, you know, that's great. But I was starting out making, you know, beans, like no money doing music touring. And then I found that the local, I found the local labor companies that did corporate stagehand work. 
And sure, it's not enthralling to sit in a ballroom and gaff tape tables, cables to the floor all day and set up breakout rooms. But boy, does it pay the bills. And I know a lot of people who do music, whether they play music or um, work with lighting or work with audio, when they come off the road or when they're not doing gigs, they take work from corporate stagehand companies. Why? Because, you know, you basically, the only prerequisite to do this kind of work is a willingness to learn. Seriously. You know, show up. You know, it's good if you have a wrench and a knife and a Leatherman and a Sharpie. But other than that, a stagehand company pretty much only needs a willingness to work because they know on every call, anytime they book people, they're going to have people that, sure, know a lot and are going to be really helpful, right? People that know how to set up the lights, who know how to plug things in, who know what goes where and can really be helpful. But then they're going to have people as well that are at the opposite end, that don't know much, but are willing to learn and willing to work. And then there's going to be some people there, of course, that aren't willing to work, but get the job anyways, because they needed people. And so, you know, look around and pay attention, because I think this season more than ever is really showing that, wow, with all events canceling, it's scary. I mean, even if you were trying to do corporate stage hand work, you know, all that stuff's drying up. So what do you do instead? Well, I've known a lot of musicians and a lot of stagehands who paint on the side, right? They paint houses or do construction work. Um, Really, I I would invite you to, you know, look at any skills you may have or anything that, um, you know, car stereo installations, anything that you know you can do and just think about how you could potentially do that during a downturn or during a time when it's hard to find work. And uh, kind of my, my other tip here for this current situation that I'm just thinking through on the fly here as I work off this rough outline is that, um, you know, be prepared for when things ramp back up, okay? Um, because right now, I think from what I'm reading, the, the numbers in China are looking good. Things are looking positive. The number of cases are going way down. And, uh, you know, things look really positive there. And like people are going to be getting back to work. Um, from what I've heard, um, a lot of the manufacturers in our industry, their factories are going over in China and excuse me, and things are good. And so, um, and so it's super positive, right? And so all these things are good. And um, hopefully, you know, in a month or two, we'll see the same thing in the US where, okay, cases are starting to go down. People are going back to work. Events are rescheduling, Right. Because what's interesting about this to me is that a lot of events are postponing in our industry, right? Conferences and things like that, um, concerts, all that. Because at the end of the day, these people had tickets and conferences and, and all these things were sold, right? You know, they, they had a good financial picture where the event was going to make money, all the vendors were going to come in, the labor, the stagehands, the technicians, and they were all going to work and everybody's going to make money and go home. And you know, this disease has come in and they've had to postpone that. But, you know, a lot of these things, I mean, South by Southwest canceled, but a lot of other conferences are saying, no, we're postponing to the future. And I think that's a really positive sign. Now, other people would know to be the devil's advocate that, you know, some things like the Pro Light and Sound trade show in uh, Germany, they postponed to May and still there's a lot of really big companies in our industry that are not doing that that trade show. They say either some of them are saying just because it didn't work with their schedule. Um, others are saying um, because of this disease. And, and so that one looks like it might not happen, or if it does happen, it might kind of be a dud. Um, we'll, we'll see. But 
other events, you know, events for the general public, um, concerts, corporate events, conferences, you know, what I'm really optimistic about here, and I, I want you guys to be optimistic too, is that once this thing blows over and, and this and, and cases die down and we learn how to treat it better and people start going back to work and, and conferences come back, I feel like we might have another really busy season. I'm not saying I'm not, you know, I don't know, squat, but I'm just looking at this, you know, looking at, okay, all these people that are having to postpone their conferences, you know, they have good financial reason to want to have their conference, right? As I said a minute ago, you know, they're ready to go. They've, they've got the ticket sales. They've got attendees lined up. They've got speakers lined up. You know, all of these things are ready to go and they want to have a conference that's going to help, you know, do whatever their conference is doing. Just the timing didn't work out because of this thing. And, and once this thing's over, I hope that a lot of those places and a lot of those conferences are going to do their best to reschedule and to have their event. And I'm kind of wondering, looking at it, if, you know, we're going to see kind of when this thing goes over that um, hopefully there will be a little resurgence in, in our industry and a little blip of extra activity where, you know, the phone's just ringing and production companies don't have enough people to be able to do all the shows and, you know, just good times all around. I'm hoping that's what happens. Um, that may or may not happen. And so definitely, guys, kind of my conclusion here as I ramble on and on and on, I don't think, it, hopefully it's not rambling to you guys, but is that, you know, from what the experts say, I watched the thing from Joe Rogan the other night with the expert, um, and I've, I've read some other things. You know, this is something that it's, it's, it may explode. We may get a ton of cases of it in the U.S., but then it will die down and we will, we, we will contain it. Um, I don't think there's a lack of hope there from a lot of people. But what I do see is that, okay, so we've got this, this period of time where, yeah, we're going to have to hunker down and make things work. And so, you know, if um, previous to this time, if you hadn't gone ahead and you hadn't had an emergency fund, you know, or anything like that, it's going to be a tough time, right? You know, there's a lot of places um, like this Google Docs that I'm going to link to that has ideas for ways that you could make money, ways that you could work over the internet, things like that. Um, mental health resources, which is great for times that are tough like this. Um, but, you know, uh, all I can say is just to kind of conclude here is, you know, things will get better. We will get through this. And I really hope that uh, you can see that perspective too. And if you're out of work, if things are tough, etc., you know, call some friends, you know, check on people who you haven't talked to in a while. Um, take some time to learn. Take some time to, to just rest you know, and just know that, that this, hopefully, you know, this thing really will blow over. And before we know it, we'll, you know, hopefully at the end of this year, this is my hope, is that at the end of 2020, we go and we say, okay, you know, we're like looking back upon the year and saying, wow, remember COVID-19? Wow, that was bad. But hey, we recovered for it well, you know. And so that, that's my biggest thing. Um, hopefully you guys are having a great day. Hopefully this thing doesn't affect you guys all badly too much. But you know what? This is going to be something that, that is rough and does, does affect things. And it stinks. Nobody wants it, but it's here. And, you know, how we deal with it is what will really determine how we come out of it, right? We can, you know, choose to, 
to keep our head up and, you know, find ways to get through it, find ways to, to save money, to, you know, find work and just find ways to, you know, talk to people and, you know, make things better. Um, and make make the world a better place. You know, one thing I've seen one light in in all of this is that we've had these tornadoes in Nashville, and we're actually under a tornado watch as I record this. But um, and a watch is is the less dangerous. Um, it's when it's a, to the level of warning that we really get concerned. But we're under a watch right now. But but people have been out every day. You know, musicians and technicians and other people out of work, and they've been volunteering, and that's been such a good thing. Um, if it stops raining here, I'm hoping to get out there too. Uh, but guys. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, we're not going to pitch anything this show. I'm not going to tell you about um, my resources and stuff that are for sale. You guys know about that stuff. But, um, you know, I hope you guys are just having a good day. Hope you can make the best of it. And you know what? We'll get through this thing together. If we all have to be isolated, the extroverts um, will probably be clawing at their doors trying to get out. But, you know, ultimately, you know, love your neighbors. Check on the people you love. And, uh, you know, we'll get through this and we'll be better on the other side. It's certainly a good wake-up call to think about, okay, you know, how in my work and how in my finances am I doing? How can I improve? And how can I actually think about the emergency fund thing? One last thing is that um, in this industry, there's a lot of ebb and flow, whether you're a musician, an audio guy, a lighting guy, you know, none of the above. Uh, There's a lot of ebb and flow, right? There's times where there's a lot of work and money's really pouring in and then times where things are okay and times when things are lean. The times when things are lean is when you think about building an emergency fund, is when you think about, oh, I need extra money, etc. Um, but the time to build that is not then when it's lean. The time to build it is when things are great. When things are busy and you say to yourself, hey, I'm going to make myself you know, financially independent. I'm going to make myself more financially free and... You know, I know in my past, you know, there's been times where things are super busy and booked back to back to back on shows, you know, for weeks on end, you know, and, you know, it's during the busy season and a call comes in and I know it's work and I go, no, and then I can do it. And, you know, sometimes it's like, you know what, you got to take that just because then you can go take that money, put it in the bank, put it in that emergency fund and have it for a rainy day like this. So, that's my advice, guys, to this. Um, obviously, I'm not a financial expert or anything like that, but, you know, I just, I'm here to help. I want to help people um, to, and just be able to share these resources that I've found so that we can get through this, so that we can make it a better day and uh, come out on the other side much better. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys have a great day. <laughs>